0: Good evening, my fine folks, and welcome to the Midnight Silo Show, whether you're on your long drive home or comfortably resting at home, or even perhaps trying to bury a deep, dark secret outside that could potentially ruin your life, <laughs> well, you've come to the right place. We've got some interesting stories for you tonight, so let's get started. Well, welcome back to the second episode of Midnight Silo, and uh, me and Zachariah here just wanted to give a big thank you for everyone who's shown support for the first episode, whether it was complimenting the artwork or telling us how horrifying the stories were, you know, goes a long way. So, you know, we just want to thank you for coming back for episode two.
1: Yeah, we we appreciate you guys around
0: here. We ain't going to banter too much. Too long tonight, folks. We're going to get right into the scares. After all, that's what you're here for around this campfire, ain't you?
1: Well, we got a couple of good stories you tonight. Stories we heard from the other side. So, we'll just jump right into it. This one is called Monolith in the Sea. This used to be such a peaceful little village. Everyone knew everyone, a small island off the coast that thrived in its fishing port. We always had a unique and rare fish in this area, and that's how we made our living, selling it to the nearest port. We were a strong community where we'd host regular holidays and celebrations. The worst we really had to deal with was the occasional storm or town drunk shooting off his gun in the middle of the night, but then one day it all changed, quickly too. I remember it. The faded memories I have left, but I can't forget this. I awoke in the morning to an ear-deafening rumble. It sounded like a thousand trumpets coming from the sea. Dogs in the distance started barking. I heard nearby chatter from the neighbors and looked outside. My heartbeat was so intense, I thought I was going to pass out when I stood up so quickly. It was still too dark to see anything. Some neighbors had their lights on, but but that was pretty much it. Eventually I fell back into a deep sleep, still completely exhausted from my shifts earlier. I suddenly awoke to my brother shaking me, with a worried yet excited look in his eyes. We figured out what made that noise last night. Come look, he said. I was so curious I basically ran outside and instantly saw it. It was a massive stone monolith coming out of the ocean. How is this possible? just appeared, and what's weirder is the space around it seemed to be vibrating. The entire town was gathering in awe of this structure that now expanded into the horizon. There was already talk of some of the fishermen investigating while the mayor tried to talk everyone down until they knew more. How could you know more though? Eventually, they pushed through and the boats got smaller and smaller. Everything was so silent in those moments no birds making songs, even the waves were still. Eventually, the boats made their way back, the men on them looking defeated and tired, heavy bags now set under their eyes. None of them have any information worth any value, it's just a stone one would say. Wait, wasn't there another man with them? Is is one missing? The following night I had such bizarre dreams. Dreamed voices calling me to the stone, other creatures i would never seen before swimming beneath the depths of the monolith, a tall sinister man reaching his arm out to me with a smile that stretched from ear to ear and in rows of sharp teeth, ancient symbols that glowed and boiled the water around him. I woke up to the sound of someone screaming, one of my neighbors was running and screaming past my house and claiming it's in me, over and over, I ran outside after them but I stumbled on my way, still dealing with the grogginess. They were running towards the ocean and that thing. I called out to them to stop them, but they kept going. And Then they ran into the water and started swimming with such ferocity. I hopped on my boat to try and grab them, but it was so dark I lost sight quickly. I turned on the searchlight from my boat, but still no luck. I felt this strange darkness come over me and my vision started to blur, and a sharp pain came from behind my eyes. I screamed in agony, and it went away. But now I could hear whispers, whispers calling me to the stone. Turn turned these thoughts away and looked to the coast with the spotlight, and that's when I saw it. More people running, or walking into the ocean. Oh god, no, please stop. I sailed the boat back but most of them seemed to stop swimming and disappeared shortly after entering the water, like they walked along the depths as it grew. Or did something drag them in? The sudden thought crossed my mind about the creatures from my dreams. Would I be dragged if I jumped in? I made my way back, (laughs) entirely defeated. I stepped on the beach for a while to see if anyone else had showed up, so I could stop them all the while the whispers grew louder and angrier. I sat there in silence only being able to hear the subtle waves coming into the shore when I heard a low growl. I turned to see a dog with its eyes shining out of the moonlight with such malice. And that wasn't all. There was flesh torn in its mouth. And not only was its mouth covered in a dark red hue, but so was the rest of its fur in various places. I didn't even think. I instinctually ran to my place and it gave chase. I barely made it inside and slammed a door onto its gnashing snout and kept slamming until it yelped and ran off, came back and slammed into the door and clawed and barked for a few minutes, but then it left, going into another direction. What was that? I heard my brother ask in the distance. I turned to see his silhouette standing in the doorway. The darkness of the room and night shrouded any detail. I… I don't know. I shut it out barely. I stood up and looked out the window, but the dog was gone. The floorboard behind me creaked, and I heard my brother once again. What was that, He repeated. This time, I could see him more clearly. He had a bloody knife in his hands. His shirt was also covered in blood. Oh my god. Holy shit. His eyes were gone, and blood was gushing out of where they used to be. I circled around him quietly and cautiously, his head following my movements, but he stayed. I made it to my room locked the door, and barricaded it. I stayed there, laying on my bed all night until the sun came up, hearing various noises all night, chanting, laughter, screams, and objects crashing, but I didn't dare investigate. Eventually, after an hour of silence, I went to investigate. In the hallway leading out, there was symbols painted on the walls of blood and carved with a knife. Objects lay scattered or broken. I peered around each corner carefully and made my way towards the back door by the kitchen. That's when I saw my brother's lifeless body on the floor, a pulpy, bloody mess where his head used to be, and bloody footprints leading out the door. I followed. They led towards the beach before fading, in the most direct path to the monolith. This thing is killing us, or driving us insane. The whispers grew ever louder, and I could see more townspeople walking into the ocean. I didn't have the strength left to stop them. I walked towards the beach see more dogs eating bodies left in the road, they looked up at me and growled, and then went back to eating, my brain feels like it's trying to escape my head, I can't remember how long this has been happening, everything feels like a distant dream, the vibrations around the monolith grew and contorted, then suddenly, the voices stopped, the pain went away, a man stood on the beach facing me, it's time, he said. And reached out an arm towards me, as if he wanted me to grab his hand. I walked towards him, but with every step I took, he seemed just slightly out of reach. I kept walking until I reached the edge of the water, overlooking the monolith, and then I walked some more, until the depths overtook me.
0: Well, Zachariah, what do you think about that story?
1: Well, Jeremiah. Like I always say with all the stories, I really hope that poor soul's okay. But it does seem that the monolith possesses some uh, telekinetic or spiritual powers, driving people insane.
0: Mm, Yes, it almost feels like an ancient god has raised his monolith up into the ocean and is driving the townsfolk insane.
1: For all we know, it could be the ancient god Cthulhu.
0: Well, one thing's for certain, I will say I'm glad to be in these woods here, far away from that ocean.
1: Well, Ezema, Jeremiah.
0: All right, my fine folks, we got another story in store for you today. This one, this one's a little different. So we, uh, it came to us in the form of an audio file, but we transcribed it into text, and we're going to read it for you now. The original recording, um, unfortunately, is too disturbing to hear. Audio file number five. I looked outside my apartment window today and the sky looked like it was on fire. You know, like a beautiful sunset. But the odd part about it was the sun was still in the sky. Like, how could that be? The sun is setting. If that's the sun in the horizon, then what's what is that? Wait, did the sun just blink at me? Audio file number 6 How how is this possible? It was a man causing that light and he floated down from it. I he he was proclaiming to be God and he was here to save all our souls from damnation and to be in eternal heaven with him. There's no there's no way this is happening. This has to be a hoax somehow, but I don't, I don't know how. Audio file number 7 it's God. It's actual God coming back. I didn't believe it at first, and so did many others until he performed miracles, like actual miracles that I read about when I was a kid. He even rose dead loved ones from their graves no matter how long they've been dead. He even claims to turn the rest of Earth into paradise as it is in heaven. Audiophile number eight. Um. Something's Something's wrong. Audiophile number nine. He is not a merciful god. Anyone who opposed him it I, I don't know what it is. It's it's formless, it's shapeless, but anyone who opposed him was dead in seconds. Reports of millions dead in an instant when the sun blinked with red. The the sky looks like blood now. Is it is it blood? Audiophile number ten. My god I've seen the light, my God is an awesome God, and may he reign forever and ever here on earth. Well, Zachariah, it appears that God himself has come back, but it's not quite the same God I remember from Sunday school.
1: Well, Jeremiah. They did say in the good old Sunday school that there would be a false prophet, a false God, to come back. That the Antichrist would take place first and weed out the weak. Just yes. hope that uh it's not true.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know where this story here took place. We just, uh, we got an anonymous email with an audio recording, and this is all we we received. We left out the parts with uh, people screaming in the background and some kind of ancient unheard language I never heard before.
1: It's better to leave it out.
0: Yes. All right, my fine folks, we got just one last story for you this evening. We like to keep it short on this show. You know, we don't want to scare too many of y'all off we enjoy a nice little comfort before we go to bed on this here midnight silo show and uh, so we're going to get started with that one now this one came to us from the from the quarantine zone in the bunker so we don't we don't know anything we don't know who sent it in we don't know why they felt the need to send it in but all it says is floor 78 room 11 checking in day 1 so with that let's get started A face appeared on my wall. Like an actual face with flesh. I've been poking at it for a while, but it doesn't seem to react. Its eyes are closed too? I don't I don't know what the fuck this thing is. I have some of the others on my floor and everyone is dumbfounded. It's not doing anything, but I don't feel like I can sleep here now. I wonder if any of the other floors are dealing with this or if it's just me. Day two part one it it spoke to me all it said was hungry what what do you feed a face on your wall how does it eat it just kept repeating every roughly 20 minutes or so hungry 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 over and over but no matter what i fed it it kept spitting it out Eventually, I heard a crashing sound from outside my window, and I noticed a bird hit my balcony door and died. Curiously, I fed it to the mouth. It said, Better? Better? Maybe it needs raw meat. There's some left down in the reservatory I can check out for my rations. I left towards the reserves and saw kids playing in the hallway as usual. Day 2, Part 2 Um, what the fuck is that? There's a small shoe in front of the face, and a puddle of blood. The face now had a wide bloody grin spreading across its mouth. No hungry, it said, and let out a small terrifying giggle. Day 3 I woke to a knock on my door. I was groggy, I couldn't sleep, so I relied on a bottle of whiskey to knock me out. I didn't even pay attention to the face because the knocking grew louder and more aggressive. Yeah, hold on. I sputtered, trying not to vomit. I opened the door to see two angry looking men, a crying mother and two children looking scared. Oh, fuck. That's when it all came back to me. How fuck, how how would I lie out of this? I already didn't tell anyone about the kids. How would they believe I have a face on the wall that ate it? What do you want is all I could get out. The two angry men accused me of abducting their child, and the scared children claimed they saw a monster on the wall eat their friend. I laughed, which the others didn't like, and then one of them proceeded to grab my shirt and force me inside, but then froze when he saw the face on the wall. The face's eyes opened and slowly shifted to the man grabbing me and simply said, (sighs) Its eyes then shifted to me, and I slowly nodded, yes. The face began to smile a big toothy smile and let out a shriek. Following that sound I heard the wall cracking and the face looking as if it was struggling. Suddenly a hand shot out of the wall next to the face. It was long and frail looking but his nails were long like daggers. It was covered in a dark oily substance that smelled like rust and decay. Another hand shot free and the hands began tearing at the wall around his face until it got loose. It was hunched on all fours, completely covered in that oil except for its face. It then unhinged its jaws, and with a swift motion, bit the man in half. I stood there, shocked not being able to move, while the other man backed away in terror, and the woman screamed and the children ran. The creature slowly cocked his head towards me, and then turned and ran towards the others with such ferocious speed I've never seen before. The distant scream suddenly stopped. Day 18. Everyone else is dead. No doors could stop this creature's strength. It's consumed everyone on this floor, I'm all that's left. And knowing this, I went into hiding. I'm hiding in some random prior, I don't know if prior is the right word, but prior tenant's fridge. The power went out a long time ago. I've eaten all that's left in here except for what went bad, and have been out of food for a few days now. On occasion I can hear the monster shuffling the halls, or enter into this room, simply repeating, Me too, I'm so damn hungry. And see, my fine folks, that's why we uh, we don't venture into the uh, the quarantine zone of this here silo. Because all kinds of mishappenings like that are going on all the time. We have uh, quite a few reports. Me and Zachariah ourselves have been going over these reports for days now and deciphering which, which ones we should tell and which ones are, you know, too graphic for... You find
1: listeners better uh, Better to be left untold.
0: Yes, yes. But rest assured, my fine folks, we have plenty of stories for you in the near future. And uh, we're going to give you any updates as we may hear them from the other side of the bunker or the other side of them walls and the seemingly infinite complex that keeps expanding through impossible odds. And uh, with that, Zachariah, did you have any final words you want to say to these fine folks tonight?
1: Well, like always, just be safe. Don't go into any buildings or contaminated zones, quarantine zones. Don't go into the water.
0: Especially don't go in the water.
1: All in all, just be safe.
0: That's right. Couldn't have said better myself. Be safe, my fine folks. We love having you around this here campfire of ours and uh, can't wait to see you for the next one.